episode 92 for January 2010. The Spider-Man Crawl Space Podcast is sponsored by MailOrderComics.com. They have hot comic prices that will keep you warm in the winter. Their discounts are as high as 75% off the cover price of new comics and trades. And the spider spotlight for this episode is the spectacular Spider-Girl trade, Who Killed Gwen Riley? The cover price is 25 bucks. Mail order has it for $15.49, which is 38% off the cover price. So check them out at MailOrderComics.com. For tackling message board questions, and right out the gate, Berserk Fury 819 uh, is sending one JR's way. JR, are you reading the Clone Saga, and what are your thoughts? Uh, first of all, I am not reading the Clone Saga. I am burn stealing parts of it, but I will not pay three ninety nine for it. Um, so that's the short and simple answer right there. You don't want to pay for it. You read it fifteen years ago, right? <laughs> well, I, the, the whole idea is that this is what would have happened if you know it had been allowed to unfold normally. But I think with the like, particularly what's happening at the end of number four. Uh, with whoever's in the clone chamber there, and also the fact that that Harry is the villain, when we all know that as the clone saga unfolded, Harry was considered as the villain only as a, an attempt to save the thing when it was out of control. So I, I really, I mean, Zach might have a, a much better opinion than I do on it, but I really don't believe this is where it really would have gone uh, if it hadn't gotten out of control. Isn't Harry dead, though? In this timeline? Well, technically, yes, but yeah. they had, I mean, they were going to use Gaunt, the character of Gaunt that ended up being Mendel Strom, as Harry. That was that was going to be Harry. And JR is right. They really, uh, it wasn't, Harry wasn't even thought of to be the mastermind until after the Scarlet Spider books. That's when they were going to start setting up to be Harry. And, uh, then it was delayed due to uh, the, uh, uh, event onslaught event where they killed off the Avengers, so that's the whole. But uh, I think <laughs> I think they misadvertised it a little bit. I think that it's possible it's possible they were going to have Harry uh, because they had just done Harry um, attacking Peter from the grave with the Peter the parents thing. So it's very it was very possible. I don't think it. Uh, I think they're trying to mix what they were going to do with what they ended up doing and trying to. And, Basically, they taking those two those two sets of ideas and making it into one mini series. Yeah. What do you think of Harry being the the behind the scenes guy instead of Norman? Oh, I love it. I, I think it for personally it made more sense with what was going on at the in the era. But since then, it, Norman makes more sense. Jr. What do you think of Norman not being the bad guy behind it? Oh, it's it's out of continuity, so I really don't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I recommend. It, 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 for somebody next year to get JR the trade for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Send it to P.O. Box, Crawl Space. At, uh, Stella, can someone who hasn't read Pride and Prejudice still follow Pride and Prejudice and Zombies? Yes. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies is a really watered-down version of Pride and Prejudice, and I think it makes it easier for people to read that novel just because they do throw in the zombies. I can tell that there are a lot of like exact phrases really taken from Pride and Prejudice, but it's easier to read than that. So if you're not big into that, but you're big into zombies, then I would say, you know, give it a try. Okay, let's see. Moving on to Hollister for Mayor. Looks like he has a Doctor Two, Doctor Two, Doctor Who avatar. Hello, everybody, and happy 2010, Miss Stella. You like Batgirl, but do you like Batman? I do like Batman. Yep. Okay. She has the Arkham Asylum game. Beat it 15 times to my zero. 
No, I think that's two, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Brad, when you retire from your regular job, will you continue to work on the crawl space? And if not, who will? Um, Stella's got the reins. You can have the site. No, oh. just kidding. <laughs> um, please, no. <laughs> what? What? When I retire from my... I'm 34. I'm not going to retire till what? I'm 65 or 70? So... I will be broadcasting in your home through the crawl space by then. The, the technology is going to be so much advanced by then. What, I mean, hopefully we'll still all be friends. We'll talk about our great-grandkids and everything. And welcome to episode 5003 <laughs> of the crawl space podcast. Welcome to the episode 5003. No, when, the, uh, when, when, the, when the big schism happens in, schism. Uh, <laughs> in, in 2012 when yeah. Kevin and Zach just come to complete blows over, uh, over Stella's hand. I think, <laughs> I think that's when the, the, the show is just going to completely fall apart. It's just going to be me and JR going, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> uh, everyone. Well, yes, I will continue the crawl space as long as I enjoy it, and I enjoy it immensely. So, everyone, what do you think Spider-Man's New Year's resolution should be? Please explain. Bailey, what is he recommend, uh, recommending? Resoluting. <laughs> um. Buy only things I want and not out of... Uh, Spider-Man's uh, resolution. Oh, Spider-Man's resolution. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. apparently... Uh, I just had a head injury. Uh, <laughs> or you're just really egocentric. That was a nice little, uh, a nice little uh, pat back with the tennis ball there, uh, Kevin. Very good. Um, <laughs> what the hey, hell? Tom, Billy. <laughs> I called him he gets to school in the earlier jokingly in the early part of the, of the show. So he's just he's just returning the favor. Um I think one of his resolutions is um hopefully not to uh have uh four issues that suck in a row. Uh, I, I would hope. And also leave the house with more web shooted shooter fluid. Look, if he forgot if he remembered his web fluid, I mean it just wouldn't be Spider Man to me. You know, <laughs> it would be dead to me. But every other month, come on now. Uh, what political? It's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, that's true. What political party do you think Peter belongs to? Bill Clinton and Michelle Gonzalez. Jokes are welcome. Uh, well, hey, hey, Spider-Man, a Democrat or a Republican or a liberal? Hey, he's a or liberal. I mean, um, um, libertarian. Hey, hey, he's a liberal. That's good. He's a Democrat. <laughs> oh my gosh! But, we got one vote for Democrat. J.R. Spider-Man, a Republican or a Democrat? I don't think the guy is even registered to vote. I mean, his, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, come on, you know, with all the trouble Peter Parker has in keeping his life straight and paying his bills and keeping his appointments, he hasn't taken the time to register. That's he, so I, I doubt that he's anything. I agree with Jr. on that. It's very good. I just want to do the Bill Clinton voice. That's the only reason I did the. We noticed. Uh, Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool, says, "Kevin and Michael, are there any DC villains you wish you could face off with Spidey?" Any of Batman's rogues gallery, basically, uh, or flashes, because they have the comparable rogues gallery to to their heroes as Spider-Man has to his. Yeah. No, no General Zod going up against Spider-Man. That's the only thing. <laughs> yeah. Kev? Um, reading through the the Flash lately, I was thinking about those those rogues, and of all of them, I think I like to see Spider-Man versus Mirror Master, because he has he has a really unique power that could be fun with uh, Spider-Man's agile thing because he can pretty much pop out of any reflective surface and he's also got that very irreverent sort of attitude that I think would be fun playing off of Spider-Man. Mirror Master is he like Mysterio? What does he do? 
Uh, he's got a few powers. He can uh, kind of appear through any reflective surface anywhere. Mm. Uh, he can send people into mirror universes um, through any reflective surface. Also, he can he has a gun that he can basically turn people into glass and shatter them. Sounds similar to Spot. Uh, maybe kind, a little bit. Kind of, kind of, but not really. I mean, okay. I mean, the origin was pretty basic. The original Mirror Master like developed this compound that let him disappear into mirrors. So okay. a little bit, but just used a lot more effectively, I would think. Because okay. I think Spot is very underrated. I think they could do a lot with Spot. See, Spot if they Spot. use Spot more like Mirror Master, he would be a, a much better villain. Yeah. Uh, this one's aimed to everyone. If they were all to play a board game together, who would be the first one to get angry and smash the board? <laughs> would it be the Hulk, Chewbacca, or Bobby Knight? JR, <laughs> what do you think? It would definitely be Bobby Knight, no doubt. Not only that... <laughs> No, no, he would. He wouldn't stop at smashing the board. He take the remnant. He take the remnants and then throw them all over the place too. So. And he might even try to kick somebody in the head like he's done before and grab them by the throat and everything. So uh, now I, uh, you talk about the craziest character between those three. It's definitely Bobby Knight. How about a Marvel team up with Bobby Knight and Spider Man? <laughs> Who would they go after? Oh, let's see. The I don't ref. know if they go after anybody. <laughs> the ref. <laughs> That'd be a Bobby, good villain, the ref. I like that. Bobby Knight would be spending all of his time criticizing Spider-Man for his uh, his uh, lifestyle and his inability to get his life going, and plus it'd be so expletive laden it couldn't be published. So, <laughs> uh, Steve J. Rogers asks to Michael, I "Haven't heard you talk all that much in your various outlets." How are your outlets, by the way, Mr. Bailey? Uh, about the indie scene, but uh, <laughs> with your scaling back from the big two, are you considering giving current indie books a try? Um, as was pointed out earlier, rather honestly, uh, you know, I, I, I'm just kind of bitter on comics in general lately, so I really haven't even been... The thing about indie books is I am at heart a superhero fan, and it is very hard for me to get into a new superhero universe. Yeah. Simply because it's kind of a crapshoot. You know, you, you don't know what you're going to get. And a, a lot of other indie books are good. It's just not, nothing that will hook me month after month. Uh, I do read The Walking Dead because it is phenomenal. Uh, but other than that, no, I, like, I, like I keep saying, I, I'm pretty much just sticking with uh, filling out the old back issue collection. A book? I get a lot more enjoy about that. A book that several people have recommended to me uh, at work is called Chew. Have you heard about this? A detective that eats things to get clues? And it's, it's uh, flying off the shelves. It's doing very well for an indie book. Have you guys It's uh, put out an image? Have you heard about this book at all? I've heard about it. I just... I mean... No, I've not heard of it. I've no. heard a lot of people just rave on Chew, so pick that up, I guess. Uh, JR, after all the Dark Reign Siege stuff is over, what do you think Marvel should do with Norman? Well, I'd like to see. I mean, obviously Norman has to be defeated. I would like to. I would like to see him avoid being discredited too much, because I would like to see him come back in a couple of years, still able to walk around society in his Norman Osborn identity. I didn't like when Bendis outed him, because I think Norman is more effective as a character who can who can interact with with the regular. You know, whereas and, and that only Peter is the one, Peter's the only one who knows what a monster he is. I kind of like that, so I hope they don't discredit him so thoroughly that he can, you know, he can never see the light of day as Norman Osborn. But you know, what they should do with any great villain who's had a lot of time, a lot of exposure, rest him for a couple of years, then bring him back. 
Well, wouldn't you rather – I still want to see him in the Dark Avengers book. I mean, I, I like a monthly dose of Norman. I, I do too, but uh, I, I just I just don't you know it's I'd rather see the character take a rest for a while. I don't mm-hmm. want to see him overused, and I just don't I don't see what ro- I mean if he's defeated in the siege, which he has to be obviously. I just don't see what role there is for him in Dark Avengers or anything else right now. So, okay. Uh, to Zach, given the reception that the Who has been Riley Arc had, do you think that Marvel will put the entire clone saga back in mothballs? In terms of acknowledging its existence and such, um, well, I mean, it was it was fun while it lasted. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, you got your wish. <laughs> I, you know? I, I, I got my wish for it to be actually be referenced. Um, but I, I think there was it was an abject failure, into <laughs> uh, because the like Jr. said, the power and the gravity of this era was not fully realized i think with with that story and so as such i think yeah it's probably gonna be it's probably gonna be put on the shelf until the generation of writers that's coming up such as kevin or even Woo-hoo! myself or even myself <laughs> uh, the ones that are children of the 90s yeah those guys are gonna be the ones that are gonna bring it up yeah. did you pre-order your clone saga volume one I did. I did also. I have the books, but I want to read it again. Anybody else pre-order the trade paperback? No, but I do plan on getting it. No. Kevin, did you order it? Uh, No, my order was just way too freaking expensive that month, but I do hope you get it at some point. Uh, To Brad, have you gotten Spidey-related baby stuff yet? Yet. Uh, Yep, I said this in the previous hour. Uh, little baby shoes and a Spider-Man blanket for the crib. And we don't even know the sex of the baby. We won't know that until February. But we have a due date of July 30th, and I have a funny story to tell about this. I w- here, I'm going to name drop. So I was on Facebook the other night talking to Josh Keaton, <laughs> the voice of Spidey from Spectacular Spider-Man. And, and uh, we talked about the baby, and he said that his sister shares July 30th as her birthday. So I thought that was kind of cool. Spider-Man's sister, Spider-Girl, has the same due date <laughs> birthday as my future kid. So, awesome. Uh, Bertoni, uh, let's see. Let's make predictions for Spidey in 2010. It'll be fun to see how much of it has come true by the end of the year. I predict Spider-Man will still sp- be single. <laughs> I predict that okay. Kevin will at least give out five Fs throughout the year. <laughs> Stella. Hey, hey. Stella, what do you predict? Um, That Michelle Gonzalez is going to wear at least one skimpy piece of clothing. <laughs> what do you think? Michelle Gonzalez is a villain? Think that's going to happen? Wearing no clothing at all. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll be the ref. JR, <laughs> uh, prediction? I predict that this will be a thoroughly mediocre year and that I will be more than sick of seeing the Kravinovs uh, before it's all said and done. Bailey, prediction? Um, I We're going to get like three issues in a row that are really good and then something's going to come along that will make us all upset and then another couple of pretty decent issues and then something will happen where we'll say something to the effect of this already took place in adventure <laughs> or amazing spider-man number blah 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 and i i also predict that marvel will continue to be kind of combative towards their fans the more yeah. this story keeps going on yeah i think that came true in 09 uh <laughs> spider dad 
Lost in the Urban Prairie, with one of the best-looking avatars on the whole site. Uh, BD, over the last few months, others have kept the site updated and fresh, even with the success. Being an expectant father, how much time do you really think you devote, can devote to keeping the site updated in 2010? Better ask JR for advice. Um, I hope, I, with WordPress, which is what I use on the front page, I can uh, do a lot of work in one day for the rest of the week. For instance, I can set up the front page to churn out one comic strip a day. Uh, I can do some captions. I can add some videos. I can do s- the, the breaking news, I think, will be the hardest part for me if I have a busy day at work or a busy night at home. So I think I need to rely a little bit on my friends to help with the uh, the breaking news and, and our good oh, buddy. Our good, uh, with a little help. I'm starting to hump <laughs> And one of my friends that did that was Donovan. He was very nice this morning, and I woke to the uh, crawl space having a new uh, news item on the front page about how Malkovich has been has confirmed that he's been uh, asked to look at the Spider-Man 4 script. So, breaking news, the the friends of the crawl space and the regular features I think I can do when I have time, and I think I can turn it out regularly. So, good question, Spider-Dad. I appreciate it. Uh, JR, glad to see you're posting a little more online. Hope things are loosening up time-wise, so I can shamelessly ask if any year you or any other essays are on the burner. Well, they're on the burner, but they're not very hot, so <laughs> they're just warming up. Sorry to say. <laughs> uh, do, do you have a resolution this year, JR, to get some articles out? Or I know. Oh yeah, I'd, I'd, love, I'd love. It's rough I'd, for you. I'd love to, but I mean, like I said, 2010, unfortunately, is shaping up to be much like 2009, so, but I definitely have drafts, I have all kinds of drafts, uh, you know, going right now, but uh, nothing nothing uh, finished. And we ask what the drafts are about? Yeah, it's basically okay. the years in review, 2007 to 2009, I've already written about 40 pages. <laughs> Holy so, crap, wow. Yeah, but, uh, but I've not, you know, I have to, I, the thing is, I, I don't know, I, you know, I, I, some of it's the time, and some of it is I hate my own writing anymore. I just hate it. I go back mm. and read my old stuff, and I hate it. <laughs> so you know, part of it is just how can you know? I, I go, I get, I, so I go, I get tired of this dull, stale crap, and I can't stand to look at it anymore. So. We have to think that the others love it because <laughs> they're they're still asking for it, like Spider Man. And I appreciate that. So. Everyone, what is missing from your collection? You really want Amazing Fifteen, not included. Does that does not necessarily need to be Spider Man related? Stella, what do you want in your collection? Um, well, if I go to Batgirl-related, um, I totally need issues 165 of Birds of Prey. So maybe the the Tooth Fairy will bring me something. One one to 65, is that what you said? Yeah, I have 66 through 124. Okay. So I need, yeah, the first half. Bailey, what do you want? A new microphone. Uh, Kevin, <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, sorry, I was muted. Okay. <laughs> um, I'd really like to finish off my uh, my Superman collection, which I'm trying to get solid from cover date January 1970 until today. Hmm. So I've got about maybe about a hundred or so more books to get. That must be the problem with being a DC collector because buying the books from the 30s and the 40s are oh, I'm not so doing rare. That. No. I, I mean that'd be so expensive and so rare if you didn't want to go the trade route. Indeed. Kevin, what do you want? Uh, Actually, Marvel is finally doing me a favor. I've uh, been trying to get all of Jeff Johns' work in trades, and the thing that was really eluding me was his Avengers run, but Marvel has just started soliciting new hardcover editions of his Avengers run, so I'm just pre-ordering those through Mail Order Comics, thankfully. JR, what do you want? 
Wow, what do I want? Uh, <laughs> I like that. A million That's dollars. Good question for all all the group. I like this. Yeah, boy, I tell you, um, you know, you know, here's the thing. I w- what I would really want is I would really like to commission John Romita Sr. to mm. do a drawing with Spider-Man, the Green Goblin, and Mary Jane all in it. Uh, I mean, but that would be ultimately what I would love to do, would be able to uh, to do something like that. But uh, one, <laughs> I don't have the money. And two, I, I, doubt that, I doubt that Senior does commissions anymore, yeah. probably because of his age. So. Zach, I bet you it's clone-related. What do you want? Um, I'm working on it, and I've almost got them all. <clears throat> but uh, I'm working on getting – I've got amazing – Spider-Man one or one through now via either the DVD or the actual quote-unquote floppies. I just mm-hmm. did that for I did that for Bailey. You're welcome, Mike. Um, but I'm, I'm working on getting all the auxiliary titles like Web of Spider-Man and uh, Spectacular Spider-Man and. Uh, all the all the auxiliary titles, so that way I can at least have a complete run either digitally and the uh, uh, the single issues. Uh, my my want is uh, to get a complete run of Amazing. I've got um, I've got issue one, I've got issue three, fourteen, uh, twenty one to current. I'd like to get, fill in the blanks. Over the years, like last year, I bought. One rare issue that I've I've had a hole for uh, issue number thirty seven for a long time. I've never filled that, and I filled it last year. I had a, got a good deal on it at my local comic shop. But uh, I think from now until when I'm an old man doing episode five thousand, I would love to have a complete run. But getting Your old man ma- voices fail. <laughs> Your young man voices fail. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, I think getting Amazing Fantasy 15 is, uh, you know, that's probably never going to happen. It's probably going to have like three pages in it if it's affordable for me to get that. So, uh, good question, Spider Dad. I appreciate the questions. You always do good. Crazy Chris, Kevin, is there an emotion that you feel comic book writers have underutilized up until this point? Yeah, that's that's kind of a difficult question. Um, I mean, there's there's usually a full range of emotion used in comics, but... Thinking about it, um, and this isn't specifically a dig towards Brand New Day Spider-Man, but in reading uh, this, The Flash by Jeff Johns recently, um, I've noticed how great it is, how great he writes a married superhero. Because Wally West is married to Linda Park. And I feel like a really devoted sort of love. From Battlestar Galactica? Linda Park. I don't think that was her name, was it? Was it the actress's name? That is her, her name. No, the yeah. actress's name was Grace Park. Grace Park. You're you right. kidding? Yeah. No. Yeah. He oh, is right. I'm yep. sorry. Linda Park is from Enterprise. She right. played Hoshi Sato. No. I, yeah, I, I think you are right. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Either way, Wally West is married to her. Okay. Um, she's hot. He's lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> but the point is, there's. I feel like there there is kind of a lack of a really devoted sort of love because. Um, I mean, we see superheroes fall in love. We see superheroes dating. But, you know, this kind of, this real making a marriage work thing. I mean, obviously we got rid of Spider-Man's marriage a few years ago. Uh, Wally West uh, has been replaced as the Flash by Barry Allen now. And, you know, Wally's, 
project <laughs> while he was going to get a backup story and an ongoing backup in the new Flash book, but that's been canceled, so he's not. <laughs> so he's not getting a story at all. So that's out of there, and I cannot think of a. Jesus! Shut up! Uh, you got the floor, you bastards. <laughs> I cannot think of another prominent superhero who's married except for Superman. And, I mean, the dude left the planet for about a year, so he can't be that devoted to his wife. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's that's really missing, and it's something that would be unique. I mean, whether it be Spider-Man or whether it be The Flash, they need to they need to let somebody explore that because it was a really, really great dimension to these comics, and it's something that I think would be good for kids to see. JR, would that go over well as a married man? You leave for a year? She's still with you? <laughs> uh, it would probably go over as well. As, but no, it would not go over well at all. Bailey, would it go over well for you? God, I leave more than 20 minutes sometimes, and it's a fight. So I had to, I had to go up and, and attend a funeral once, and, and, and she wasn't really happy about yeah. uh about that, so there you go. So that's why you took. So that's why you took such glee uh, with, in shooting an avatar representing your wife, right? When you said you were the Joker shooting Barbara, so, you're really shooting at your wife rather than Barbara, right? That's okay. When we're in the Bat Cave on Lego Batman, she just just beats on all the other characters that are sitting there. So it's kind of funny. Hmm. Tabula Rasa, Philadelphia, PA, BD. First, congrats on the baby news. Thank you, sir. Second, what's your favorite Spider-Man Hulk crossover? Uh, I like the amazing 328 where he's got the powers of Captain Universe. He knocks the bastard into the orbit. The gray Joe Fixit Hulk. I just love that issue. And the, one of my first comics was Marvel Team-Up Annual Number 2 where he's... Uh, uh, fighting him there. I, I always love Hulk crossovers. There's another good one in 2000, one of the rare things that uh, Mackie did in, in that era that uh, was very good where he uh, fought the Hulk with uh, around a subway train or there was trains going around him. Romita yeah, Jr. Trains. Yeah, Romita Jr. penciled it. It's just beautiful. The other Hulk lover on the show is Bailey. You got a favorite Spider-Hulk crossover? Um... Actually, it's not even in the comics. It's the Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, crossover. I love that. No, it's but true. but I, I I like that Captain Universe one. I like it when Spider-Man became the Hulk in Web of Spider-Man. Yeah, I that thought was that was one. a really good issue. That was yep. kind of funny. They made an action figure. Of it. I have it. It's awesome. Yeah, I need to get that. Zach, a while back, I asked you if you thought Ben Ben Riley was making a comeback, and you said you'd have to wait and see with the who was Ben Riley arc and amazing being over. The Clone Saga winding down and Ben getting his own spot in the web. What are your thoughts now? Um, hell hath frozen over. I, uh, <laughs> I never thought I'd see the day that, uh, and we don't know, uh, I want to make this clear, we don't know if the spot in Web of Spider-Man is going to be ongoing or just a one-issue thing. I'm hoping it's going to be ongoing. Um, but, uh, you know, the Who Has Been Riley arc was disappointing. The uh, Clone Saga has exceeded my expectations, and, um, I'm expecting the Ben Riley spot in Web of Spider-Man to be good. The Kane story was really good. I think w- having Ri- Ben Riley and Spider-Girl in Web is awesome. I think that's the perfect spot for him, honestly. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think you've you got an anthology book that's actually affordable now. Mm-hmm. It's not the f- it's not the five bucks. Uh, granted, you were getting 100 pages of book, but five, you know, I paid five bucks for the, the Avengers annuals, and I really wanted to, I really wanted my money back. But um, yeah. 
for three ninety nine for for extra for a forty five forty two page forty two pages of stories is, is is good enough for me, and I think it's a great great spot for him. So okay. I'm excited. I really am excited. Kevin, who is the most underused supporting character in Amazing? Uh, I think it ebbs and flows a little bit up until uh, the Sandman story and uh, the teaser for 2010. I would have said Carly Cooper, um, but I also feel like Harry Osborn, especially lately, has been really underused. Um, we saw him, you know, he had his big thing in American Son, and since then we've just kind of seen him hanging out in Nate May's house once in a while, you know, sexing up the three cousins. Jeez. <laughs> um, oh, Average well, Friday night at Zach's, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah, I feel like Osborne has been really underutilized, and he, if they brought him back from the dead uh, without any good explanation for it, that would that would make you assume they had a good story. But uh, where is it? I got you. Uh, Michael, first I want to say you loving uh, say loving your views from the long box. That just sounds dirty. Uh, great work, sir. <laughs> turn me on into I mean turn me in <laughs> to a Superman fan. Secondly, would DC and Marvel have to do to get you back interested in them? Well, I just screwed up his toll question to you. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is that it, it's it's it, it's basically I'm going to have to wait for the next changeover. Uh, if if I go back at all, I mean it's just I think for certain fans there there are people that can be in there like all day long and twice on Sunday, <laughs> but you know for me I may have just hit that point where I'll be like picking up a smattering of a few titles, but I think my my time as just a fan of the universe in general might be over. I'm not sure, but you know I can never say never because back in '97 I uh, you know I thought I'll never be not interested in DC comics so. Mm -hmm. There you go. JR, as a Star Trek fan, what are your thoughts on the various spin-offs since the original series ended? Oh, my God, that's a really loaded question. Let me try to keep this short and simple. Um, regardless of some swipes I've taken at it from time to time, I thought the next generation, uh, particularly parts of season three for the next year and a half, was a great show and was probably the best show on television. I think that it was criminal that Patrick Stewart was never recognized for yeah. an Emmy, and I think it was criminal that the show was never recognized for an Emmy as well. Um, I think it was nominated its last year, but that's kind of always the kiss of death. You know, you always get an Emmy, you always get a nomination in your last year or something. It's no TV thing. Uh, I mean, I, I really did like it. I didn't think it was a fine show. I think it ran out of gas, uh, like any show that runs seven years will. Uh, and I didn't like the, you know, and I thought the, but I thought I thought the first two years were dreadful. But a lot of that was Gene Roddenberry's fault. When Gene Roddenberry's health declined and he could no longer do the show, it got a lot better. So it was, it was for the most part, it was a good show. Uh, Deep Space Nine, I liked Deep Space Nine uh, a lot. I, uh, I did like its long, convoluted story arcs, which a lot of people didn't. Um, and I liked the fact that, you know, since Rick Berman wasn't running it, uh, the, uh, the 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 showrunners had a little more flexibility, so they could make the characters ornery and disagreeable, and and kind of like me, I guess. Um, <laughs> I really liked Renee Abergenois as Odo, and and Armin Shimmerman as Quark, and Andy Robinson as Garrick, the Cardassian Taylor was great. He was a great character, and I like that show. Um, it's a shame that. A lot of people didn't see it because the ratings were kept going down on it. Um, Voyager, I never saw a lot of because 
when I, I lived in southern Indiana for most of its run, and there was no local UPN station. So I usually only saw it when I was on the road. Uh, however, the final episode was awful, just absolutely awful, uh, because it came to such a lame resolution. Um, I didn't really like what I saw, and, and I, you know, I, it just seemed very ordinary, uh, very uninteresting. I did not like Tim Ross's Tuvok. Um, it's difficult to pull off a good Vulcan, and I, I just don't think he did it. Uh, and the thing is, he didn't do it for seven years. That's probably the, and I do not <laughs> understand how anybody could stand to take or talk to take orders from Kate Mulgrew uh, all day long. Oh my God, I could not stand to be around that woman. I that would. Long. So, what? <laughs> I you would. would? Yeah. I uh, think she's, she's a, an attractive, attractive woman. Uh, <laughs> don't, don't, uh, I, I just put that in place. I mean, you know, it would, it would, be, the next time she told me Warp Factor 4, I think I would turn around and strangle her. I just, yeah, but stop. seven of nine made that show a little but bit no, much Oh, uh, see, and that, that's partially my gripe about Enterprise 2, okay? I mean, I'm as much of a fan of the feminine form as any <laughs> red blooded guy. I really am. But I, you know, like with Enterprise, I don't like the way they sexed up Jolene Blaylock. Well, I didn't like Jolene Blaylock that much to begin with. There's no reason she should have been wearing a cat suit running around on a starship. The same with Seven of Nine. That's absolutely. I mean, that's why you go to alien planets. That's why Shatner went to alien planets. You know, is so you. But no, the people on your starship should be dressed professionally and dressed according to the jobs that they do. I hated that about Enterprise, and the the and um, Enterprise Enterprise had a great concept you know showing how the federation got together but they made the vulcans absolute unbearable assholes which i could stand and and frankly the stories weren't about they they just didn't seem to come together and be about putting the federation together until i guess what when manny Cotto took over the show but by, they, by then it was four, yeah. yeah by then it was over and, and i really and, and the thing is by the time it got deep into its run my son was taking over the TV, so I wasn't watching it anyway. So anyway, that's my, you know, like Next Generation, like Deep Space Nine, did not like Voyager, did not like Enterprise. Stella, what book are you enjoying more, Spider-Woman or, or Batgirl? Probably Spider-Woman. I'm actually really enjoying Batgirl, but, you know, each issue that Spider-Woman comes out, like, I am even more impressed with it, and I think that Bendis is doing a fantabulous job. Okay. Lady Spider, Townsend, Maryland, uh, Jr. What's Felicia's mother's name? <laughs> I don't think she, I don't think she was ever named in the comic. I think we've only seen her twice. Bertoni would actually probably know better than me. I think we only saw her twice. Once when they first introduced the cat and her dad died, and then the second time when she was recovering in the hospital after Doc Ock beat the crap out of her and she got shot up. In the cartoon, she was called Anastasia. In the comic oh, book, okay. I don't think they gave her a name. Uh, Mom. Yeah. Uh, any, <laughs> any wheat cakes left from Canada? Hello, gang. I have a question for the group. Would any of you support Marvel buying out DC or vice versa and merging both universes? Or do you think that it's better for comic book fans to have two competing big companies? Competition is good, sir. Better. better. I mean, you put them together and yeah. you're going to fundamentally change what makes each one the way it is. Yep. Because you can't really have the types of heroes and, and their motivations and what, and what drives them and the, the, how people in those universes react to them. Uh, I mean, Spider-Man, this is a really broad generalization, so don't take it as anything specific, but if you had a world with Superman being the premier Superman hero, Spider-Man would be considered by a villain by everybody. 
mm-hmm. just because he is not in that mold. It's just two different. It's it, it's 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 Chicago pizza and Chicago style pizza, mm-hmm. uh, or New York pizza and Chicago style pizza. You know, both are great, but they each have their own feeling to it. Yep. Uh, lockdown, happy new year. What are we looking forward to in 2010? He says Kevin's probably looking forward to Morbius's return. Well, of course. Yep. Anything else you guys are looking forward to? The Ben Riley, um. Oh, the web thing. stuff, yeah. The web stuff, yeah, that's the only thing Any, I'm going Anybody else? Flash by Jeff Johns and Francis Manipal. Cool. <laughs> because uh, I can't think of anything Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, Extreme Spider from New York, New York. Uh, sorry about the spoiler. No problem. Screw you. Uh, Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Extreme. Uh, Stella, are there real? Are, are those real companies at the beginning of your podcast? Because they're funny. Um, no, they're all made up. Uh, I just sort of decided at the beginning because, you know, all these awesome podcasts, you know, like, um, like this one or, you know, Michael's, they, they all have these, uh, sponsors. Um, and I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to get a sponsor at all. So I'm just going to have these fake sponsors each episode. And, you know, I get ideas from other people. Uh, Michael gave me an idea for two episodes from now. And, you know, I'll just try to keep oh. them out. Hopefully I can come up with enough to last me. They're really cute. I like them, too. Uh, Zach, every time someone says Spectacular Spider-Man on your podcast, uh, you should sh- put the show's theme song. That'd no. be kind of old, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it gets old, just like the Mary Jane thing got a little old. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will. <and> a, <laughs> uh, Mike, this is a huge spoiler in Blackest Night number five. We have two very historic characters coming back, Bruce Wayne and Connell. I thought that was a train. Or Connor Kent. What are your thoughts? Who's Connor Kent? Uh, Superboy. Super no. Okay. Michael, what do you think, buddy? Um, actually, he... Connor Kent came back in uh, in Crisis. Le- Legion uh, Legion, Legion of Three, Three Worlds. Worlds Final Crisis. Le- I was trying to f- re- figure out the entire thing to that because it really had nothing to do with Final Crisis. Um, you know, I'm glad he's back. I've followed that character since he was created. Uh, as far as Blackest Night, I'm not reading it, so I can't speak to it. And I'm not gonna, you know, as much as I like to make my pithy little shots. I don't think it really serves anybody for me to sit here and talk about something that I'm not reading. Okay. But, uh, I mean, we all saw that Bruce Wayne was coming back. That was a no-brainer, so there you go. Kevin, do you agree that the comic book industries would never be the same without Stanley, Bill Fingers, or Jerry Schuster? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, these characters have kind of defined the big two in the comic industry, so without them, it would be a completely different face. Refresh me, Bill Fingers. Who's Bill Fingers? Bill Finger is the co-creator of Batman. He does not get oh. any credit because Bob Kane was an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm to not e- kidding either. Oh, man. Yeah, to, no. to, to everyone, does everyone, does anybody feel safe that we won't see one more day of Brandy Day on the big screen because Mephisto belongs to the Ghost Rider copyright? Well, that's fixing to be lost due to the Marvel buyout, but uh, I don't think that's the reason we're not going to see it on the screen. <laughs> I, I, I think I, <laughs> deals, deals with the devil. I, I don't think that's coming to a theater near you. Uh, DXD <laughs> yeah. to the group right before one more day. Dan Slot said that we need to pick up Avengers Initiative number seven for a story that was very important to the Spider-Man having his secret identity restored. Has this issue ever been brought up again? No, hasn't. Now, yeah, what was up with that? It, it cast doubt 
that uh, Spider-Man... No, I read it. Yeah, no. But what was up with Dan Slott saying it was important? I mean, he was coming on the because title. He should have known it wasn't important. He was trying to sell the book. Yeah. Apparently. That's I really... Bottom line, that's what it was. Uh, what is your opinion of the music group U2's involvement in the Spider-Man Broadway musical? What's your opinion of the concept of a Spider-Man musical in general? I mean, they could do a lot worse than U2. They could have Oingo Boingo doing Spider-Man music. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. It's a Spider-Man party. Hey, sir, are you aware that the lead singer from Oingo Boingo did the score to Spider-Man number one and two? He did? Danny Elfman? Danny Elfman, yes. Uh, yeah, he that, did. Is, that is his band, sir, and he wrote all the music for Nightmare Before Christmas. You know, I can hum so. the Superman theme. I can't hum the Spider-Man theme. Okay, let's just say Chumbawamba and agree to that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. I'll agree with that. I get so. knocked out. Marmus Fisto again. <laughs> and I'm never going to get me down. I get knocked down. Aunt May is having sex again. <laughs> oh, my word. <laughs> wow. Why? Spider Chumbawamba, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. B-Dog from Canada. What up, guys? Uh, BD, what video games do you plan on picking up this year? Uh, Ultimate Alliance 3? No, just kidding. Um, I don't really follow the video game world for upcoming stuff as much as I do comics. Stella, anything good coming comic-related for the video games this year? For Mar- uh, Marvel games or comic games? Um, well, probably Iron Man 2, but if the first one's any indication, I probably wouldn't get that. But I think they sold it to another company, so who knows? Yeah, the, uh, Fraction. Uh, Fraction's doing it. Yeah. And, oh, and so it might be not, better. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, unlike most movie games, it's not related to the movie. <laughs> so therefore, it shouldn't really suck. I downloaded the demo of Iron Man 1. It was horrible. I couldn't fly oh. the damn suit. Yeah, Iron Man 1 was made of complete ass. Yeah. Uh, so I don't really know. Um I, I probably plan on picking up Uncharted 2 once I yeah. beat 1, but I still haven't beat it yet. Uh, also, Arkham Asylum 2 is coming out. That looks kind of... If it's like the first one, I'll probably pick that up. Kevin, what comic book titles titles will you be put out this year? Comics and published, if you will. Even if the pitches I'm working on right now got picked up, they probably would not come out this year. So the stuff that I know that's coming out this year is on the web. Uh, We've got I'm resurrecting the Internal Affairs webcomic, which I did in 2007 with Ted Brandt. Um, It's going to be two weekly webcomics. One of them is Internal Affairs 2.0 with art by our very own Enigma 2099 from the board. That one's going to be continuing the original story, um, but I'll be making sure that it's very accessible so you don't have to read the original. The second one is Internal Affairs Year Zero, uh, which is going to be a, a finite webcomic that will be running about one year, um, and that's going to be drawn by Gerard Delatour, also of the message board, Spider Tour 02. Um, and Saga Chronicles. Yeah, yeah. And that one's going to follow a story from several years before uh, Internal Affairs that's going to be very important to the ongoing where, story. Where will people be able to see it? Because uh, you can put it on my front page. I don't care. Go ahead. I appreciate it. Um, from? I know. We were talking about whether we were going to do uh, – the original one was hosted on webcomicsnation.com. Uh, we were talking about whether we were going to do that or our own uh, fully dedicated website. And right now we're thinking that webcomicsnation.com is probably the place to go. Okay. Uh, they still come up first uh, for me in a Google search for webcomics in general. So okay. I think that will lend some advertising. Cool. Um, the only other thing that I know is probably going to come out this year, uh, if anybody saw the pitch 
pages that I put up for uh, something called The Dead with Dion Hamill. Um, Dion and I are working on an eight-page short story starring Joey, the little P.I. from The Dead, uh, which is just a, a, a really fun little P.I. story from before The Dead. It stands on its own. We just liked the character and wanted to do something, so we'll be putting that up online. going to submit it to an online comics anthology called Top Shelf 2.0. Um, even if they don't accept it, though, we'll still put it up online for you guys to see. Cool. Stella, would you ever give Modern Warfare 2 a chance? Zach loves it. Um, maybe rent it. Um, I don't really like first-person shooters because I feel so out of sorts and I can't really tell what's going on. But I've heard, you know, the multiplayer is um, really good, so, you know, I, yeah. I might rent it. I don't think I would buy it, though. Uh, for the record, there's actually a lot of girls. I was playing it on Xbox, not PS3, because uh, my buddy bought Xbox Live, and, and uh, there's a lot of girls that are playing that game, which was kind of kind of weird. I, I wouldn't have thought that. <laughs> are you are you uncomfortable with this? I mean, do we need, no, to, well, we need yeah. to talk about well, this some more? <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I'm, I'm getting my ass kicked by by girls that play this game a lot more than me. It's I just, thought you'd be used to that by now. No! Oh, oh. Alright, JR, if... <laughs> before we have Zach beat up anymore. Uh, if you could decide what will happen to Norman after the siege, what would you do? Have him go away, I think is what you said earlier. Well, yeah, I've already answered that yep. question. Zach, Super Bowl, who do you predict will win? Or be in it? Um, <laughs> with the way the Cowboys played against the Eagles, I, I would say there's pretty much nobody in the NFC that can stop them. Um, so I'm going to say Dallas, uh, reluctantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the AFC, I, I, it will either be the Colts or the Chargers. So I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i go on a limb and say Chargers and Cowboys. Uh, just in the interest of time, I'll pick somebody. Who's What's your favorite non-Marvel title? Uh, Mr. Bailey. Favorite non-Marvel title? Well, um, uh, Superman. Okay. Yay. That was a stretch. Uh, Nightwatch, very first post, Greenville, South Carolina. Welcome, Nightwatch. I actually liked Nightwatch, the book back in the day, even though Terry Cavanaugh wrote it. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a two-part question for everyone concerning Spider-Man's rogues. Gotta hyphenate the Spider-Man. Hate that. Sorry, <laughs> Nightwatch. Are there any other Spider-Man villains that you think have the potential to become major players in the pages of ASM and possibly the greater Marvel Universe? The spot was my vote. Electro have written well, which I, did, this last arc didn't do much to really enforce that fact, but I think it's written well. Stella? Um... Well, uh, I would have said uh, Venom, but I've sort of grown tired of him. So um, I'll throw in Shocker, actually. Okay. JR? Well, Dr. Octopus used to be known as the master planner. I mean, uh, I would think that between his, uh, you know, he he certainly couldn't take front and center like, you know, Norman Osborn has done and pass himself off as a good guy. But uh, I think with Doc's brilliance and... uh, Things of that, he could he could uh, hatch some kind of world threatening plot that would take all of the assembled Marvel universe to defeat him. Yeah. Uh, Zach, oh, you already said it, My- uh, Michael. Who's Will of the Wisp. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing on this. I'm sorry, Kevin. Who should be a major player? In the Marvel Universe, I don't know. I mean, there, there are plenty of them that could be major in the pages of ASM. Morbius. I mean, really, all of them should be able to. Yes. Uh, yeah, you know, if retooled quite a bit, um, and I I have some ideas on that, but I just, I haven't seen anything from the current crop of writers, uh, that would say that the way they would write him, he could be. 
this one I'm aiming at JR because he loves to punish her. What webhead nemesis, nemesis, nemesises would you like to receive a toe tag the next time the Punisher pays a visit to the bar with no name? What's up, Captain Amazing? <laughs> First of all, I am against villains being killed off, so I would say no, I'm not interested in seeing the Punisher kill anyone. What about the Grizzly? <laughs> You know the grizzly. What about you? Wouldn't mind him getting hey, back. Grizzly and the Blake Ribbon was actually going to be a, was actually supposed to be a lot of fun back in the JMD Mateus '90s Spider-Man room, or spectacular room. Guyman four four two from Colorado. Stellan Michael to continue my constant music <laughs> questions. If you put each member of the panel, including yourselves, in a musical, what musical and what character would they play? Okay. Well, Michael and I, we discussed this in our off time. Okay. So I guess I'll just start off. Brad, I can totally yeah. see you as Max Bialystok from uh, The Producers. I don't. Who, who played that in the movie? Nathan Wayne. Oh, oh my. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Uh, who's J.R.? I'm really scared right now. Or go ahead, Stella. Just go through us. <laughs> oh, well, um, let's see. Who did we? Well, Michael, um, John Adams from, what was that? Uh, what was the musical called? 1776. There you because go. Yep. he, like me, is obnoxious and disliked. Kevin, we had two that is possible. I, I kind of I kind of see him as Roger from, uh, from, uh, rent because he has that one song glory in him that he wants to tell that one story that one you know get get out and be that and have that one written project that appeals to everybody so nice who's jr um i kept going back to the wizard from wicked <laughs> um, yes yeah okay hey, is this the, is this the wizard from like the wizard of oz the guy behind the the, the yeah. curtain yeah, yeah. Got yeah, it. except he's a he's a little more of a of, of a douchebag. <laughs> I was wondering where we were, I was wondering where we were going to get the connection. <laughs> no, he's just he's he's he he basically thinks just about everybody in Oz is stupid. And, uh, I love it. And who is Zach? Oh God, go for it. You, um, you I thought this. either Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors, although Michael also thought that he might be uh, Seymour or Mark from Rent. Yes. Why, who's Mark from Rent? Okay. He's the one to be filmmaker. Okay. Yes. And the only one that doesn't have AIDS. That's <laughs> <laughs> so I've got AIDS? What the hell? <laughs> well, everyone has AIDS. AIDS, 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 Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, that was a good, that was off the wall, Guyman. I like that. Uh, and Stella, no, wait, wait, wait. We oh, got, we got Stella, Stella and Michael. I'm sorry. And, uh, while I think her favorite character in comics would be Nessa Rose from Wicked. Uh, considering she's in a wheelchair, I, I I see Stella as as Alphaba, which means that Jr. is her father. Daddy. <laughs> oh, that was well. I'm certainly old enough to be, I guess. <laughs> that was weird. Who's Michael? John, Adam. John Adams. Oh, okay, gotcha, got it. Uh, to everyone, when will you consider that the writers of Amazing Spider-Man have gone too far indulging in their fanboy fantasies? JR, you talk about those fanboy fantasies they have all the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess because I don't have any of my own, right? So I talk about other people. When do they go too far? Do they have him sleep I, with the black cat in a hotel and he gets busted by the maid? Oh, wait. Uh, well, just... I, I, I thought they had already gone too far after the drunken hookup, then the black cat 
uh, thing. Um, I just, you know, and then the uh, did they or did he or, or did the chameleon um, rape or not rape Michelle Gonzalez or whatever. You know, I think they, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I think after about, I think they already went too far. So I think we'll know they've gone too far when we get the first Spider three-way. Uh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's my Sweet. prediction for uh, R. Hagen from Conway County, New Jersey. Mr. Bailey, how many Spider-Man writers and artists have gone to work on Sp- Superman? Or vice, uh, or vice versa. Okay, we have Jerry Conway, who wrote a lengthy uh, run on Amazing and then went over to DC Comics. Uh, just about everybody, a lot of people in the, in the uh, post-crisis Superman, uh, John Byrne, uh, Marv Wolfman, Dan Jurgens, Louise Simonson, uh, Roger Stern. There's a there, there, there's a big one. Uh, there's a couple that I'm forgetting that I know that that are that are kind of obvious. But you when you have uh, an icon, uh, iconic characters like Superman and Spider Man, there's going to be a lot of crossover there, I think. And of course, uh, both of them met, written by Jerry Conway in the very awesome uh, Superman versus Amazing Spider Man from '76. Uh, Zach, how many? How much pimping are you going to do during this podcast? Because, as you said in the Clone Saga Chronicles, pimping ain't easy. I've heard which like was... four, four references so far. Yeah, four references. Um, <laughs> which I, I said in, in, during that podcast, I said as the immortal Brad Douglas would say, pimping ain't easy. Exactly. So uh, I, uh, I threw a shout out to you. Brad, what would it take for you to be driven from buying Marvel Comics? I'd have to lose my job and my eyesight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the, the two that would do it. Uh, for everybody, how much are you suffering from event fatigue? And have you seen your doctor if you're safe enough to have event fatigue? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think just about everyone is. Yeah, I agree. Uh, anyway, thanks for answering my questions. Thank you, Mr. R. Hagen. Uh, Viper, Kevin, have you been following Morbius's, Morbius's appearances in Punisher from issue 11? And if so, are you satisfied? I meant to ta- at, tell you that Morbius is in the Punisher, by the way. You you posted that on my wall on Facebook. Oh, I did. Um, okay. And I've seen it in the solids, but I've been hearing in the reviews that he's got a little bit more of a part than I thought he was going to. So I'm probably gonna have to buy him. But Frankencastle, I mean, yeah. my God, do I really have to buy that crap? It's not that. It's not that great. And Morbius, yeah. Morbius looks like he's a thousand years old with the receding hairline. It's just so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but the funny thing is, all the I thought all the comic book site reviewers would be turning their nose up at this thing, but I've been seeing nothing but good reviews on it, which shocks the pants off me. Yeah, a guy at my local comic shop loves it, and I'm like, really? Is part two Frank and Beans? I mean, come on. Stella, even through the holiday season, even though the holiday season is over, which gift would you most rather receive? A new novel or a new PS3 game? I'll go with the novel. Okay. Zach, considering Ben Riley's involvement and who was Ben Riley, do you think that Ben is still alive in Brand New Day continuity and will return during a future arc? Maybe to undo all the bullshit that's happened in the past three years? Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> Steve Wagger was like, well, Ben Riley's better off if it's dead. Mm. So. Who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, do you like having new stories set in the past continuity? I mean. Um, you're getting well, something. I mean, well, the, I mean, okay, you're getting a There's bone so, thrown your way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is so much untapped potential in the Lost Years era of Ben Riley. Yeah. That five year gap. So, 
with all that potential, I think that's I think that's where he's best suited. Uh, I think his story really ended was spo- ended how it was supposed to. Michael, since uh, you're getting back into trades, have you purchased any of the 500-page DC Showcase volume Superman volumes? I have all four of those. I have the two World's Finest. I have the first uh, Supergirl, the first uh, or the the two Superman families. Uh, I need to get a new copy of number two because I have the misprint. Basically, if it's a Superman trade, I'll buy it. Uh, I'm actually going to be backing off of trades, except if it's certain material like the Golden Age Batman stuff, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm trying Batman. to get back. God damn it. Um, <laughs> but I'm trying to get back into the single issue thing for the back issues that I'm buying. But yeah, the, those, those, those showcases, I mean, it's, it's, it's 16 bucks, 17 bucks. Well, now they're up to 20. Are they in black but it's and like, white? Yeah, they're like the essentials. Yeah. They're, you know, and, and I, that's where I come from in reading old Superman stories because those, the first books I read were in black and white. So it's kind of like going home again. JR of the villains returning for the Gauntlet, which one do you think should receive and should be making the most impact in Amazing Spider-Man? <laughs> I don't know. I guess Mysterio, because I, I like him the best. Yeah. So I'd like to see him make the biggest impact. And so. also, do you feel there are any classic villains not yet announced or involved in Gauntlet that should return? No. Okay. No. Uh, Persian Spider from uh, Iran. Hello, gang. Uh, Happy New Year. Has I guess this is for everyone. Has Spider-Man Peter Parker ever made you do something good? Buy good Spider-Man comics. <laughs> uh, there was once this burglar that was running away from me, and I stopped him. <laughs> uh, but then you spent like six months in the ICU getting over the gunshots. <laughs> yeah, so. True. So, True. So screw you, Spider-Man. <laughs> And that's when I became a supervillain. Uh, what do you want to co- accomplish this year? Uh, good-looking kid, my answer. Uh, which I don't know if it's possible, but oh. wow. hopefully, she, hopefully yeah. it takes more after. It, hopefully, it takes more after the mother than the father. Yeah, Some at least lead. he's married. Oh, burn! Oh. 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 You got <laughs> steeled. Uh, thank you for throwing so, my own words in my face. Thank Some you, Bailey. believe that's Peter's staunch belief with greet. Power comes great responsibility. <laughs> it's also found in oh. all religions and especially in Christianity, but have you ever noticed any hint? The, the, the guy said, spelled it greet. I have to say greet. <laughs> have you ever noticed any hint as to what religion or faith Peter Parker holds? Uh, is he Jewish? He's got a lot of guilt. Well, the, well, well you can be Catholic and have a lot of guilt, too. Oh, that's I'm true. Catholic, that's so true. I, I'm, I'm uh, down with that. I, I, th- I think... Yeah, he was because uh, I think Forest Hills is a really Catholic neighborhood, so I would think it would be Catholic. Okay, uh, why do you think Spider-Man miniseries tend to suck? Because uh, they try to get a good buck and they get anybody on them. It's it's like for every one out of ten, you get Dan Slott's uh, Human Torch, you get Secret Wars. Oh, that's one out of twenty, Brad. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's pretty Death much like and- yeah. Death Five. and Destiny, like he's quoting, is a really good one by Lee Weeks. That was good. Close but, uh, it's it's uh, few and far between. I think. Do you think this year it's been better for the mini? Or 2009, I mean. Have you read the Anti-Venom no. mini? Oh, that's no, true. That's and true. I think it comes down to that there's yeah. been so much stuff coming out with Dark Rain and everything like that hmm. that they have just oversaturated the marketplace. Yeah, and you know but they've really lost me on minis for the most part. The Clone Saga is the only one I picked up after reading um, the Secret Invasion, Amazing Spider-Man. I'm done. <laughs> uh, 
Spidey Side UK with an avatar of Spider Woman grabbing Peter Parker's boob. Uh, <laughs> or BD and Stella. Actually, he's Spider Man's grabbing hers too. Uh, oh, BD and Stella you have your shoulder. No, that's a boob. That's uh, a shoulder. No. Well, she's grabbing. Brad, how did you get a woman pregnant? <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Uh, for BD and Stella, have either of you bought Assassin's Creed 2? If so, what do you think? I haven't bought the first one either. So, Stella, have you? No, I haven't. Okay, that's two no's. For and Deb- from, my, from what I've heard, actually, to get a woman pregnant, you bounce on their belly. But that's just what I've heard. <laughs> 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 Holy cow. For Kevin, oh, we're going right up to the end of... Uh, Kevin, any news on the comic you may be getting printed that you mentioned a few podcasts ago? I think I mentioned this last podcast. We got passed over for it, but it was it was a long shot to begin with, so I'm not too disappointed. Zach, any plans for SpideyDude.com in 2010? Uh, getting all the content that I promised out. <laughs> Keep it up uh, all year, baby. Well, wait yeah. a minute. Uh, <laughs> for Bailey. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's my that's my plan. Another plan is doing the podcast and get all the podcasts out and stuff like that. For Bailey, how much did Bertoni anno- Bertoni annoy you in Jeopardy? And also, are you? F- uh, are you forward to the War of Superman? Um, as far as the first question, look, I'm not going to start any crap here. On the, on the, that, that, that question was kind of inspired. I mean, I appreciate it, but it was it, it's it, that's a drama inducing question. Sure. This is not a show on the CW, so I'm going to kind of decline on that one. Uh, or Superman. Superman. Or, or the Superman. You know what? I, I'm looking forward to it with a resounding, eh. <laughs> I mean, I'm collecting Superman despite the fact that certain people are giving me crap about continuing to collect it. But I'm addicted, and, I, you know, it's my one vice. You know, I could, it could be worse. I could be on crack. I could be on you know, crystal meth. I, I, I could be, you know, watching anything on the CW. Um, so, uh, so, JR, yeah. your opinion, what's your opinion of the worst Ditko Lee Spider-Man comic? You got 37 to choose from. <laughs> hey, you got some annuals too, I guess. 38, yeah. 30. I never, I, I didn't, well, I didn't go back and reread all of them to, to figure out which one was the worst. I will, I will only say that I think by issue 38, which was a guy named Joe, you go, you know, I think just the, the level of, Anger and Peter Parker hatred and nastiness. Uh, I think Ditko. Arrowhead talks about how great Ditko was, and he was great. Spider-Man wouldn't have been Spider-Man without him. But with Ditko's particular worldview, I, I think he had about burned that out by the time we got to issue number thirty-eight. So I, I would say that probably is it, because that's kind of you know if you read that issue, everybody's just being really nasty all the time, and yeah. it, it definitely needed a new approach. If Spider-Man were to end, how would you like it to end? With more money in my pocket, is my answer. Uh, any fans of Doctor Who? Who? Okay. Holy crap, that's the last one. I thought there were more. Nope. <laughs> that's classic. Anybody want to hit how you want Spider-Man to end? Besides me? I think I've answered that question a few times. He's got to end it. He's got to end it with knowing about responsibility. That's got to be in there somewhere. I envision a Romeo and Juliet ending. What, what where Spider-Man and MJ drink poison? And die? Yes. Oh, yeah. okay. Very good, then. <laughs> exactly. Z- Zach, how do you end it? dark at all. Uh, uh, ben, Riley, ben Riley takes over the, the reins and goes off into the night. JR, how do you end it? I think like Tom DeFalco kind of ended it. Spider-Man and the Green Goblin meet for one last classic battle. The Goblin dies. Spider-Man's crippled, and he gives up the identity to uh, raise his family. I like that. Bailey, how do you end it? 
I don't want to end it. I'm, I'm t- you know, I, I it, but if I had to, it would what be. What if? <laughs> but if I had to, it would be him, you know, kind of like Spider Girl going off and uh, and just yeah, realizing that there is more responsibility out there than just uh, than just fighting criminals. True. Kevin, how would you end it? Uh, Spider-Man gives his life to stop the Osborns, probably. There you go. That's pretty good. Or, or uh, you can end it like it, like Amazing Fantasy 15 ended it. You know how I'm going to end it? <laughs> you like how I ended that one? We have some more business to do before we go. I want to thank our sponsor, MailOrderComics.com, for supporting this show. It's the comic shop I use every month. And another Spider Spotlight book for this show is the Ultimate Spider-Man Hardcover, Volume 11. It reprints Ultimate Spider-Man from number 123 to 133. Now, the cover price is 40 bucks. Mail order has it for $24.79. So check them out at mailordercomics.com. Gang, thanks so much for listening and visiting the Spider-Man Crawlspace.com. I'm your host and webmaster, Brad Douglas. 